37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. Signing episode of Pixelated, a paranormal. I am your host, or at least I should say one half of your hosting power, Sean. And with me, as always, is your other host. They're going to say my name? Fuck you, dude. What's up, all you cool ghosts and goblins, you crocodunes and crocodingos? I thought maybe you'd introduce yourself. <laughs> Preston. Yeah, what's up? Oh, man. Now, speaking of hosts, our third wheel, Steve, will not be able to join us on this episode because uh, he and his girlfriend were involved in a really, really bad car wreck uh, just yesterday on Monday. So um, he and she are both okay. They're doing fine. Um, the car is is pretty messed up. But yeah, um, we're thankful they're safe, but he needs to take, you know, some time and uh relax and get his head right and we don't blame him for that so unfortunately that does mean that we are going to have to do a shorter episode this time because our main story i, I don't want to do it without steven um so we will do that one next episode but we'll still go ahead and give you guys the news stories that we had banked up for the episode anyway and before we begin preston do you have anything you'd like to announce no, I mean, not really. Um, so, the uh, you know how you and I used to do um, those obstacle course races like all the time? Yeah. And uh, I'm getting old, buddy, and those fucking hurt. Um, it's, it's not as easy to do those as it was like eight years ago, nine years ago. And also, <laughs> Did I, you do another one recently? Uh, well... I haven't done one in a while, but I'm getting fat, and okay. uh, uh, so the, the the Jeffrey, my uh, fiance, my lady, uh, she saw that uh, the company Pacer was doing one of the virtual races for Roswell, and it's like 45 miles. You complete it at your own pace, and then they send you like little post digital postcards when you hit like mile markers and. You know, they give you little tidbits and about Roswell, like where the UFO crashed. And at the end, they send you this medal in the fucking mail. And so she's like, oh, honey, let's do it. And I'm like, okay, and fuck me. Like, <laughs> God, I, I try to, like, go on, like, a three-mile jog. That uh, almost killed me. I bought a fucking bike so I could try to do it easier. That almost fucking killed me. Um, <laughs> I got it done in 15 days. So I did uh, 45 miles in 15 days. And then... Uh, she got hers done super quick, so I don't know, like, the excitement bug crawled up her ass, and uh, she's just knocking them out left and right, and uh, so she wanted to do another one, so now we're doing some fucking one in Switzerland that's, like, 50 miles, and uh, I'm, like, you know, <laughs> trying to get it all in and be healthy, yay! Um, that is hilarious, man. Um, it's just, it's hard on the knees, like... I'm just thinking, like, God, if I can't do this fucking thing, like, how the fuck am I going to do, like, a Tough mutter again? Like, I'm really going to have to get back into shape. And uh, so that's that's my, you know, po or, uh, you know uh, five months into my New Year's re resolution, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Well, that's that's a pretty good thing to set your sights on. And I mean, I can say from experience, like like you mentioned before, man, three, four years ago, we were doing obstacle course races like uh, well, almost every other weekend, practically, dude, like Warrior Dash and the Gladiator here in Wichita. And we did a shit ton of them in Kansas City at the um, the KC Zip line, um, KC Zip company. They did the Yeti. We do that one every January. Um, and then you fall off of it for a little while and you kind of alluded to it earlier. It's way too easy to get out of shape because it's a hell of a lot more fun putting weight on than trying to take it off. But Mm -hmm. if, if you train and you can, you commit to it, man, and change your eating a little bit, like you'll realize it's not impossible to get back in that shape. Shayla and I did a tough mutter right before COVID hit, I want to say it was 2019 September that we did it. And it's a lot of fun, dude. I, I really miss doing those with you guys and especially tough mutter. That was the first OCR obstacle course race I ever did with you and Eric. Yeah. And we were assholes and uh trick. (laughs) We said, it's fine. You don't need to train. And then like, uh, well, I mean, yeah, it's like a 5K, but it's like a 5K spread out over like 25 miles worth of military-grade obstacles. and um, Yeah, we all almost well, died. That's the more. I, I want to clarify story. real quick. A 5K, Preston, is only three, a little over three miles. The first Tough Mudder we did was, I think, 11 or 12 miles. So yeah, I guess if, if you call a 5K spread out over a long distance, <laughs> 12 miles, then yeah, buddy, you're right. It was a 5K spread out. I think that's how we pitched it to you. We're like, Sean, don't worry about yeah. it. It's just like a 5K. <laughs> and then we get there. We're like, fuck, does this thing ever end? Um, Dude, yeah. And then we're bleeding. I mean, we were electrocuted. We yeah. were, you know, pre-hypothermic. Uh, we we're jumping over fire. And I mean, again, this shit gets in your blood, pun intended, because I was picking rocks out of my knees for, you know, three or four days. And I do believe I did urinate blood after the fact, or I just had that much extra protein after, you know, running and walking 12 miles. I was just pissing straight protein. But any hoozle, um, I love it, dude. I love it so much. I'm looking right now at my two Tough Mudder headbands and countless uh, medals and everything else. But um, I guess where I was going with that wandering um, tangent was Shayla, uh, two or three years ago, did the same thing. And we still have the bibs and the medals in a drawer for the National Alien Day race that we have to do. I don't know if that's a 20 miler or what, but yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. We've got a couple of those that we need to finish <laughs> or maybe even start. Who am I kidding? But. That's cool. Congrats for getting up off the couch, man, and yeah. making those strides and, and doing your damnedest to try to keep up with Jeffrey because I, I bet she is in slightly, or I should say greatly better shape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's already got, uh, we we started the the uh, Swedish trail. It like glows in the dark and it's got like the mountains and everything in the middle. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we started it yesterday and she's like, I'm, 5.7 miles in and she's like 9.1 and I'm like how the fuck are you already like four miles ahead of me and uh it, she's just like she, on her lunch she's walking around and I'm just like oh my lunch I'm sleeping in the truck so <laughs> I am glad to know I'm not the only one that takes car naps on lunch I, yeah. I did one today and it was wonderful 
I drove out to the record store real quick, bought a copy of the 1988 Blob uh, horror movie score on vinyl, and then drove back and took a 40-minute nap in my car. And that is a lunch well spent. There you go. <laughs> well, cheers to you, buddy, for at least getting up and, and getting after it, man. And hopefully one of these days soon we'll be able to go to do Tough Mudder. Um, Shayla and I are looking at maybe going to Colorado to do it in July, barring that her foot has healed up enough from her surgery she had last year. So we'll see. We'll find out. Right. Your boy might be pissing blood again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as fun as it is to talk about us being old and out of shape, why don't we get after some news stories from the episode? And a couple of these guys are going to be follow-ups to uh, recent episodes. Now, the first one is going to be a follow-up to episode 228, I believe, we talked about some really strange mystery raindrops that were plaguing an East Las Vegas neighborhood. Um, if you recall, it was this weird, like, brownish-black oily substance that was falling down, um, getting all over everybody's cars and their barbecue grills and everything else. And there was no explanation as to exactly what the heck it was. Now, this, of course, took place back in early February, where people in an east side Las Vegas neighborhood had no clue what exactly was falling from the skies over the course of three weeks. Marco Cervantes even went as far as reaching out to 13 Action News, worried the substance could actually be toxic. Well, guys, just a few days ago, the mystery was solved. What fell from the sky is actually something called B-frass, a.k.a. B-shit. That's right, folks. Also known as fecal matter. Lab results confirm the identification as B-feces. And while B-poop is harmless, a spokesperson said it is important that they did get it checked out. It's more or less just a simple nuisance, but we've seen other areas around the world where industrial pollution can lead to environmental and health impacts. A beekeeper and honey salesman named Joshua Hammonds wasn't stunned to learn the drops were simply bee dung. I chuckled to myself when I read that because I know exactly what this is. My truck that I haul bees in, yeah, it gets covered, and it's very, very difficult to wash off. Hammonds said in the weeks before the spring... It's a prime time for things like this to happen as bees emerge and swarm into new areas. The key, he said, is if you see giant swarms of bees, not to harm the little guys as they're just moving and sometimes waking up from long slumbers. Without bees, humans could only last about two or three more years because inevitably the food source would simply run out. But essentially, yeah, that's all that is. The bees just uh, waking up, giving a little bend and a little stretch and then shitting their guts out from hibernating for so long. Mm, wow, I, I was like uh, almost betting it was like a cool leak from an airplane or something, or like an oil leak from a jetliner, <laughs> and it's just, God, I was way off. It's just bee shit, man. Yeah. Well, speaking of bugs falling out of the sky, have you, Preston, ever seen a spider as big as the palm of your hand before? Um, I mean, yeah, kind of. We, you know, out here in the country, we got some field spiders that are pretty fucking big. Um, mm -hmm. 
I mean, and in my terror of like, oh shit, uh, that's fucking dang, uh, you know, optically it's probably an illusion. It's probably not that big, but I would like to say, yes, I, I have. Yeah. You're probably speaking of the, uh, the orb weaver spider, those great big black and yellow ones that we get out in fields and, um, the side yeah. of houses here in Kansas. Yeah. That's my favorite spider. Well, if you live on the East Coast, you may want to check this one off your bucket list. If you had giant floating parachuting spiders on your list of things that could go wrong in 2022, you might have a bingo. Because according to researchers at the University of Georgia, millions of invasive horro spiders are expected to parachute themselves up and down the eastern United States coast this spring, falling from skies right into your backyard. The spider is named after the Horogumo, a shape-shifting creature of Japanese folklore that transforms into a beautiful woman to lure unsuspecting men and then turns into a giant spider-like creature to devour the men. Well, the Horo spider is quite the looker. Bright yellow, blue, and red markings that stand out on the body, which is nearly three inches long of black. The stunning spiders made their way to the southeastern U.S. back in 2014 via shipping containers, much like other invasive species. They soon fanned out across Georgia using their webs to float through the wind. That is insane. These things can travel at up to 100 miles at a time. Basically, it's Charlotte Webb meets arachnophobia. The spiders have been getting their peaches down in Georgia since their early arrival, a September swarm has left researchers anticipating an explosion in population this year that will have millions of creepy colonizers propelling themselves across front porches and power lines as far as North Delaware. The horror spider's journey to the United States is nothing new. Despite the current shipping crisis and cargo ships that catch fire en route to their destination, shipping containers have a sordid history of bringing more imported goods and international creatures among shores, along with murder hornets. Asian longhorn beetles and European green crabs have been found on long-haul carriers and have also helped spread diseases throughout the world, including the bubonic plague. But now that you're good and scared, let's kind of get on to the good news. Not only will the horror spider not bring disease or famine to the U.S., but it could also be actually beneficial. The fangs on the horror spider, even though it's got a three-inch long body, are actually too small to puncture human skin, and the venom then poses no risk. The horror spider is considered completely harmless to humans, cats, and dogs, unless they're allergic, of course. But unlike most invasive species, which often wreak havoc on local ecosystems, these big, beautiful spiders prey on destructive populations of brown, marmorated stink bugs which are known to damage crops and are hard to get rid of since they have no natural predators. Well, don't look up. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, I have always thought that I had what's called passive arachnophobia, which means I love spiders but can't stand to be near them. Um, I might actually get one of those giant Zorb ball bubbles to run around in from now on. Yeah. We, uh, we covered... Oh, God. It was probably this summer I came across a news article in, like, Georgia where mm -hmm. these Chinese tree spiders had invaded fucking the United States. And they were 
like the conditions in Georgia are like way nicer than the one region that they were in in, in China. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like the hippos in South America. You know, like hippos in Africa, it's you know a little dry, so it takes them for a while to like reproduce. And then uh, what's his nuts? Uh, uh, the, the drug dealer had uh, the the whole zoo in like South America. And then they released the hippos into the jungle, and all of a sudden we had like this Peruvian hippo outbreak. <laughs> and so the, yes, so the same thing yeah. happened happened with these spiders. So there, there's one like silk or a, a tea that's imported from this region in China, and somehow like this egg sack of spiders had made its way into the crate, and when it got over here to the United States and it, like landed in Georgia, they're like, "Oh fuck, this is so nice. It's fucking warm. There's a lot of fucking water. Fuck yeah, man!" Brinkle brown brown. They're like knocking it out like jackrabbits, and the next thing you know, there's like these fucking Chinese tree spiders all over the place. And they're like wiping out the the normal population of spiders in Georgia. Um, they're not dangerous to humans, but they're just, they're fucking huge, and they're just they're everywhere now. So it's like, damn, dude, this is like an attack of the spiders. Wow, it's, it's like it's like we're living in a real life eight legged freaks, except they're not the size of <laughs> fucking Volkswagens. Right now, you were of course uh, referencing Pablo Escobar, the drug dealer who had yeah. the drug trader, the drug, yeah, the drug lord himself, yeah, with his uh, his hippos that wrecked havoc. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting because I was talking to an exterminator a while back, and he told me that typically every year you have what they call the bug of the year. You know, um, I remember our second or third year of living in this house. I was terrified because every night I would take my dog out. Um, whenever I would turn the front porch light on, you could hear the sound of like five or six, you know, solid objects hitting the side of the house. And what it was, was giant American wood roaches. And so just like German cockroaches, these things were about an inch to an inch and a half long and light brown in nature with wings. And I was thinking, holy shit, my house is going to be overrun by cockroaches. And come to find out, this was like the bug of the year that summer, and they lived in oak trees, and they would stay up in trees until nighttime, then they'd fly around trying to catch smaller bugs. But unlike normal, you know, invasive uh, German cockroaches, who typically will scamper and scurry away if you turn the light on, these bugs were actually attracted to light sources. And they were not known to ever go inside your house, thank God. Um, But yeah freaked me out for a good month or two because I'm like, holy shit, where are these things coming from? And I would try to wear dark colors and leave the porch light off when I took my dog out and I'd still see these stupid things flying around. Oh, shit. Yeah. But yeah, this year, guys, looks like the bug of the year is giant parachuting spiders. Hmm. I noticed uh, last summer we... um... I've never really had a problem with like ticks until we moved back out to the country. And uh, when we built the duck sanctuary in, in the back, this one tree that the duck coop is under, uh, it was infested with ticks and they would just like fall, like drop on you while you're outside, like feeding Ugh. the ducks it. And you just feel this little thing just kind of crawling on your neck and be like, yep, yep it was a fucking tick. Uh, yep. Of- I think I'm going to go uh, reenact that scene in uh, Ace Ventura and, uh, you know, light all my clothes on fire and see <laughs> Ein Horst and Man in the bathtub. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's a bad thing too, man, because if you're out there for too long, they can crawl down and latch onto your uh, butt crack or your balls or your yeah. your undercarriage if you're a lady. Yeah. Yeah, that's no good. Well, moving on to our next news update. Back on episode 222, I think that was our 2021 news roundup, we talked about a influencer and former TV star named Stephanie Motto. And Preston, she had a very peculiar hobby, or rather, I should say, business venture. Do you recall what that was? Uh, yeah, she uh, basically farted in a fucking mason jar and put the lid on it and sold it. And, you know, sometimes <laughs> if you're lucky, she would put a little rose petal or, you know, like a, maybe like a dried orange in it to help the nuance of the smell. And uh, so you could basically <laughs> buy her bottled farts and be like, oh, my God. Oh, uh, yeah, this is a little salty. Mm, tastes like refried beans. Oh, my God. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, man, you do listen to me when I read you news stories. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie Motto is an influencer, a YouTuber, author, and former star of TLC's 90 Day Fiance. And recently, back in November, she launched into a new business venture after realizing there was a bizarre high demand for jarred farts. Well, for two months, she was making money hand over butt cheek or an ass over tea kettle, however you want to put that. And she spent her days farting into glass jars with flower petals adorning the inside and shipping them to beloved fans. Remarkably, Motto was making $50,000 per week in December through fart sales alone and eventually sold more than $200,000 worth of farts worldwide through adult website known as Ol'... Uh, Old filtered, U L F I T R D. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, anyway. Um, number one, Preston. We are sitting on literally a gold mine. Um, number two. Back in January, Motto was hospitalized for what she thought might have been a heart attack, which turned out to be just a dangerous buildup of gas inside of her body from her flatulence-inducing diet. Now she says, sadly, folks. Her days of selling farts in jars are behind her. <laughs> you get it? Behind her? <laughs> oh, anyway. Yeah, unfortunately, she just cannot uh, continue to sell those farts because it has actually endangered her health. I mean, I fart 24-7. Is my health endangered? I mean, guys, please seriously email us or send us a PM if you are interested in buying our farts. We will sell them for one half of whatever she was selling hers for, and we'll put whatever you want in the jar. You want, like, a, I don't know, grapes, plums, um, orange rinds? I'll put a whole rose in there. Shit. Man, I'll, I'll put, uh, you, you know, uh, shavings for my Perdomo Cigar Champagne 12-Year Reserve and I give you that little subtle... Mm, you know, tobacco nuance with uh, rancid ass. Huh. See, I was worried there when you said you'd put shavings uh, in the <laughs> jar, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, we were in Colorado once, speaking of shavings, and we passed by one of these little, you know, little morbid um, curiosity shops, and the girl came out after us, and she's like, uh, this is a weird question, but when you trim your beard, what do you do with the trimmings? 
And I said, normally I just sweep them up into a, a dustpan and throw them away. And she's like, if I gave you pre-postage paid envelopes, would you think about sending your uh, beard trimmings to me? Because what she did was made, um, oh, what do you call that whenever you take a dead animal? She would make taxidermied mice, but they were doing like really interesting things like sweeping out storefronts and all sorts of other stuff. And she wanted to use my beard hair to make faux beards for her tiny little taxidermied mice. Oh. And I, I didn't end up sending it to her because as cool as that sounded, I also thought this is also how you plant fake evidence in crime scenes. We know you did it. We found your beard hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I did not actually uh, end up sending her my beard hair. But yeah, fun little fun little side story there. But yeah, what ultimately caused Motto's untimely um, belly buildup here was the fact that she changed her diet to such an extreme that she could continue to make farts. It just made an unnatural buildup of gas. Because all she would basically do is eat nearly exclusively beans, eggs, and protein muffins. One day alone, she had three protein shakes and a large bowl of black bean soup merely to produce enough gas for the supply she had to make that day. Unfortunately, it made her very ill, and her days of selling toots is over. But oddly enough, guys, the gas doesn't stop there, because in our next news story that came out today on the 22nd, Brazilian songstress... Vivian de Quieros Pereira had recently had recently had to be hospitalized after her reluctance to fart in front of her significant other resulted in a dangerous gas buildup. Folks, I just got to say it right here. Everybody farts. It's okay to let one rip. Do mm-hmm. not hold those in because I fully believe that's how the dinosaurs went extinct. Her post said that the bizarre affliction started after she refused to let one rip because she wasn't on farting terms with her boyfriend. The gaseous gal also reportedly heeded advice from TikTok threads telling her to ignore stomach pains, which eventually resulted in her having to go to the doctor because of an accumulation of trapped farts. Trapped gas occurs when methane does not move through the intestines normally, causing sufferers sharp pain and discomfort in their abdomen. However, this condition is generally caused by certain foods and underlying medical conditions like irritable bowel syndrome, rather than abstaining from cutting the cheese. Thankfully, her doctors were able to relieve the natural gas buildup in her abdomen. Girls, don't be ashamed to fart in front of your guy because it's really embarrassing not letting your guy sleep because your discomfort, going to hospitals with your guy, and also being diagnosed in front of him for having trapped farts in your gut. From now on, I'm letting him rip, says Victoria to all her followers. Oh, wow, we. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I say grip it and rip it, guys. Don't hold him in. Just let him go. Yeah, I mean, we have a policy in our family that uh, everybody just farts. So, you know, yeah, I'll be sitting on the couch and the kids will just let one go. And I'm like, what the fuck died? I'm like, Jesus, yep. what have you been eating? And then, you know, five minutes later, I'm like, Burr! there you go, you little shits. 
Yeah. Um, I have to constantly remind myself now that, you know, as the pandemic has kind of settled a little bit here in Kansas, or at least hopefully, you know, getting as good as they say it is, um, we're not wearing masks at work anymore. And I am constantly reminded by the smell of my own flatulence that, hey, it's not okay anymore just to let one go in the middle of, you know, <laughs> the lab. Um, because you and your associates are neither one wearing masks anymore, so you can't just hide the smell. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What can you do? Everybody farts, guys. Everybody farts. I'm pretty sure that's a, a kid's book. Like, everybody poops, everybody farts. Everybody pees. Yep, you're probably right. The perfect uh, trilogy there. Well, what a way for us to finish off this episode by diving into a little bit of old... Coming at you from the 37th parallel, from the basement of a mad scientist, it's more fantastical tales of... Robots. Move over, Tide Pods. There's a new challenge in town. Or should I say challenger? In a now viral tweet from Sunday of uh, last year. Holy shit, this is an older story. I didn't realize it was so old. Uh, In a now viral tweet from back in December, Kristen Livdahl of Oakdale, Minnesota said that when her 10-year-old daughter asked Alexa, her voice assistant on Amazon, for a challenge... Alexa suggested the child do something lethal. And we'd like to go ahead and say at this point, guys, do not, I repeat, do not try what I'm about to read in this next story. She tweeted, OMFG, my 10-year-old just asked Alexa on our Echo for a challenge. And this is what she said. Plug in a cell phone charger about halfway into the wall, then touch a penny to the exposed prongs, said Alexa. Holy sweet mother of mechanical God. Here's the thing, like Alexa and uh, a lot of those other devices, like we've had actual AI kind of like around for a while. And, uh, you know, the kind of like the the dumbed down version of AI is what we were releasing to the the public. So, I mean... Like, look, AI doesn't have humans' best interests in mind. Have you not seen Terminator 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and whichever one they're on now? Okay, the machines <laughs> don't like us, all right? Oh, man, that's true. That's very If you true. should be teaching as a parent, all you parents out there, if you have young ones, if you should be teaching your kids anything, the most important lesson is machines are not our friends. They're liars. They're filthy liars, and don't listen to them. Yeah, I mean, haven't you watched Christine? Shit. Yeah. An Amazon spokesperson told the Huffington Post via an email that as soon as the company became aware of the error, it quickly fixed it. We will continue to advance our systems to prevent similar responses in the future, said Amazon. Livdahl told HuffPo that although the experience was shocking... Okay, who wrote that? That's a poor pun. It did have one benefit. (laughs) I mean, give me a break. That was too easy. Who proofreads this shit? It was a good opportunity to talk to my kids about internet safety and not believing everything you see or hear from the internet again. She provided more context about what led to the bizarre, dangerous suggestion in a thread of her tweet. We were doing some physical challenges like laying down and rolling over holding a shoe 
on your foot inspired by physical education teacher videos on YouTube. And then her daughter just simply wanted another challenge, she said. That's when Alexa apparently suggested the child partake in a challenge that it had found on the web, citing an article on OurCommunityNow.com. The article explains that the challenge became a TikTok trend in 2020 and points out how, <laughs> and points out how unsafe it is. Okay, so maybe Alexa's not trying to um, thin the herd, so to speak. <laughs> the challenge is simple, says the website. Plug in a phone charge about halfway into the wall, then touch a penny to the exposed prongs. The resulting sparks are supposed to be cool enough to win you instant internet fame. Holy shit, do not attempt that. Fuck. Um, the metal, of course, conducts electricity. Inserting them in live electrical sockets can cause electric shocks, fires, and, of course, fatalities. Um, so apparently Alexa just read the challenge online and the AI wasn't smart enough to actually uh, weed that out and realize that it was unsafe. Holy cow. It was probably like looking at algorithms like, well, this is the most searched uh, challenge. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. you should do this one, little girl. You'll be popular. Fuck, man. My Shayla and I were just at a hotel uh, back at the end of January for our birthdays. And I went to turn the lamp on beside the bed. And when I hit the lamp switch, it shocked the ever-loving shit out of me. And then I went to plug in my wall uh, charger for my phone into the electrical socket that was um, a little farther down from the lamp. And it, too, shocked the ever-loving shit out of me. And then, um, because I'm not nearly as smart as this 10-year-old girl... I actually used my own finger to turn the lamp off that night at 10.30 and again electrocuted the shit out of my hand. So guys, gals, uh, everybody please just be careful. Maybe turn off um, and turn on electrical plug-ins in hotels um, with good old-fashioned wooden pencils with rubber erasers. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Well, buddy boy, I think that's it for this episode, unless you have anything else uh, conductive to add. No, dude, I ain't got nothing. Let's get the fuck out of here. Hell yeah. Well, folks, we're really sorry about cutting this one short, um, but we are ever so thankful that Stephen and Katie are safe and they are, you know, healthy otherwise and not severely injured because it could have been a hell of a lot worse. Please, as you're driving, always, always, always Go slow and travel with caution whenever it is raining outside. Um, hydroplaning is something real and can happen anytime. I don't care who you are or how good of a driver you think you are. It only takes, I don't know what they say, like a half an inch of water to uh, mm-hmm. hydroplane on the highway. And that's exactly what happened to Stephen and Katie. And we're just very thankful that uh, they're still with us. It could, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. Um, somehow they managed to not hit any other vehicles or semis or anything else. Just... Uh, Hit the guardrail, bounced off like a pinball, and went down the embankment and crashed into a fence. Mm. Oh, boy. Well, with uh, with that, guys, I'd like to say, please check us out on Instagram at PXLParanormal. Check us out on Facebook, The Pixelated Podcast. <laughs> Jesus, every time. The Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. Presto, tell me about YouTube. Well, let's just sign on here real quick and see if we gain uh, any... Followers since last time. Hot diggity dog. And while you're doing that, I'd like to say thank you to whoever it was that left the 
uh, five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We do appreciate that. There's no review, but that's okay. Five stars, that means a lot to us. We really do appreciate you. So we're uh, still at uh, 175, uh, so we haven't gained any more. But, uh, you know, we'll take it. Uh, 175 is not bad uh, if uh, you're a YouTube subscriber already, uh, you know, promote us to all your friends. Uh, we'd like to grow, you know, we're so close. We're only 25 away from 200. We're so close to 200. I can taste mm. it in the back of my <laughs> mouth, like a fucking stale fart in a mason jar. So, you know, <laughs> do us a favor and help us get to, to 200. Oh, there you go. There you go, buddy. Yeah. Now, let's see here. We have a comment on Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, episode 123, Abduction to the Ninth Planet. Oh, God. Jay says, <laughs> 411 is the answer to all. <laughs> Ever answer we need. I assume he means every answer. But, yeah, hell yeah. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you. You know what, Jay? Thank you so much for not pointing out the shitty audio filter that Sean put on my voice <laughs> on that episode. Um, we know uh, it was bad. We don't need anybody else telling us that. We're well aware. So, Jay, thank you uh, for uh, yeah. leaving us a true, authentic comment and not pointing out our flaws. We appreciate that. Oh, perfect. I do agree. <laughs> what else you got, buddy? Hey, look, as always, if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow the best beard that you can grow, because, look, not everybody can, you know, bottle their farts and, you know, sell them on some adult website for, you know, tons of money. So you got to look. maybe everybody can. <laughs> maybe everybody can. I don't know. But what I do know is you have the potential to look your best if you have a beard. If you use BigDobsBeardBomb.com and do yourself a favor, use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order. Pick yourself up some scents like bay rum, sweet tobacco, fresh, citrus, mint, classic. Um, I got fresh in my beard today because it goes really well with this Cremo uh, Pine Grove cologne that I have. Um, mm. I fucking, sm I mean, I smell like a rock star. Well, let me tell you what. Like, I'm just like, God damn, do I smell good. And I, it's not me. It's not natural. I don't naturally smell amazing. I, I you know, I I don't. I don't. I smell bad. I'm not going to lie. But Dobbs makes me smell like a man that I would, you know, you know. So like, like to be around. Yeah. So <laughs> do yourself a favor. Go over to Dobbs. Use the promo code and uh, you'll thank us. There you go. And if you're in the Wichita area, please stop by and see our dear friend Leslie and the rest of the gang down at CD Trade Post at Pawnee and Seneca. And that just about does it, folks. On behalf of Big Steven, I'd like to say cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us that love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.